And a very good evening to you all. You're welcome once again to today's Sunday School Podcast session. Uh, the topic of our discussion today is faith. And you would notice that it says as a subtopic, the image of doubt. That is because in today's illustration of faith, we are trying to know what doubt looks like. If one is ever going to succeed at faith, he needs to be able to identify faith's greatest, one of faith's greatest enemies, which is doubt. He need to at least be able to uh, identify that so he could defend and guide against it. So the topic says faith and our scripture reading will be taken from Mark chapter 9 verses 17 to 24. We are going to give a definition to doubts and we are not going to do that by picking up a dictionary. That is because we are trying to look at doubt from the eyes of Christ Jesus himself. We are trying to look at doubt. We are trying to know doubt in the way that God himself knows doubt. And isn't that a, 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 a remarkable uh, reason for boldness to know that you, the, the knowledge you have about a thing is the same knowledge that God has about the same thing. So that is why it is important that we we pick a definition or we try to find from the Bible itself what God sees as doubt so that we could see it in the way that he sees it and defend against it. So we we we'll begin the reading of the Bible from Mark chapter 9. And I begin the reading from verse 17. It says, A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of his speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. Oh, unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, Jesus says, everything is possible for him who believes. And there's a portion of that scripture that I'd like to read again because that's where our focus for this particular session lies. It says, But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, Jesus said. And one can immediately notice how important it was for Christ Jesus to single out, to weed out a particular phrase from this man's statement, if you can. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen, that is the image of doubt that we are looking for. 
this would be uh, the bone of contention for uh, for tonight's lesson beginning with the word if that place of uncertainty the questioning of God's own ability to perform and it is very important for us to understand how doubt operates because the fact the truth is if we were all in this man's shoes if we fell under the same circumstance we would have said and uttered the same statements the same way that he did the, the statement, if you can, under that circumstance was just as natural as man himself. Uh, I, I get a sense that when this, at the beginning of this whole thing, this man was so confident in Christ, in the ministry of Christ Jesus. When he got up that morning to begin the, 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 the task of seeking Jesus and his disciples, he was confident in himself that the ministry of Christ would be able to to solve his problem, to heal his, his only son. The, the Bible says that uh, faith cometh by hearing. This man must have heard of the many mighty works that Christ had done, the, the many sicknesses that he, he had healed, the, the giving of sight to the blind, the lame being made to walk again, the dead coming back to life. And he must have been very confident in himself that if this man could do this, then of course, he would heal my boy and so he he, he, he he began that journey and we must know that Jesus is not an easy man to find because you could not say that oh this is where his office is at so you it, it takes work but it takes boldness to encourage that work and you could get the sense that this man had all of this he had boldness he had the courage he had the faith I mean, all of this dry, all of these qualities as a driving force in order for him to get uh, deliverance for his own son. But to his greatest surprise, he had now come to the presence of the disciples of Christ Jesus. He, he had come to the very same people who were seen performing miracles in the same way that Christ performed miracles. He, come to the, he had come to the presence of those who were directly trained by Christ Jesus. And he could expect that their presence is just as good as the presence of Christ Jesus himself. And it was shocking to him that the disciples could do nothing about his son. They attempted, they tried to cast out the demon, but it was to no avail. And you could see there, ladies and gentlemen, that the, the, his faith was beginning to tire. He, he, he was beginning to uh, exhaust every of this driving force that brought him to the presence of uh, Christ Jesus in, in the very first place. And it is, you see, the, the circumstance plays out almost very naturally. What would you expect from him? If we were in that situation, we would have been the same. I mean, you having this much confidence in something, but on getting to that place, he, he, the thing was not just behaving as you would expect or as you had imagined that it would behave. And of course, it, it was Solomon who said that uh, uh, a delayed response brings weariness to the heart. And you could see that this was almost natural. And he, that is the first thing that I want us to understand about doubt. It plays out naturally he does not care whether you had begun with faith 
it brings you to a place where your faith begins to tire, where your faith begins to get weakened before it strikes. This man did not get up from his house and embark on this whole journey with the with the aim of seeing Jesus and telling him, uh, if you can help me, heal my boy. No. The journey began with confidence in Christ Jesus. But having witnessed the, the powerful demonstration of the demon in the presence of the disciples and also the disciples' uh, inability to heal the boy, you you would know you would you would observe that what began as confidence in Christ Jesus began to dissipate into uncertainty. And this is something that we believers must understand about this the, the, the operation of doubts in our lives. It will attempt, it will try to bring us to a place of spiritual tiredness. It will try to, uh, by the use of uh, physical demonstration, to bring us to a place of spiritual tiredness. What I mean by physical demonstration is, take for instance, you were sick and then you, you prayed about the sickness. You would expect that the, the your, your, your condition should start to improve after praying, but then you realize that instead of getting the, the condition becoming improved, it was getting worse. So you, you should not, by observing that you're getting worse, you should not allow yourself be brought to a place where you began to, you, you, you would begin to express uncertainty or begin to question God's credibility or his ability to perform. You should know behind at, at the back of your mind that this is all, this is all but just a, a, a satanic tactic to bring you to a place of spiritual tiredness, to bring you to a place where you begin to question God, just like the devil by several demonstrations tried to bring Job to a place where he would curse God. And uh, another thing, doubt would all also take advantage of the fact that your prayers were delayed. And it would begin to use that delayed response to try to bring you to a place where you begin to, not only would you become spiritually tired, but it wants you to express uncertainty. It wants you to, to question God's ability or God's credibility. Uh, but you as a believer must not allow yourself to be used by doubt in that manner because that is the one thing that offends God and that is that would be a win for for doubt though you might become spiritually tired as expected but you might you must not by result of your spiritual tiredness begin to express uncertainty or begin to uh, offend God by questioning the his ability to, to, to deliver you and that is what the psalmist David meant in Psalm 73 I think verse 26 where it says though my heart and my flesh may fail me but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever in, in, in the place of spiritual tiredness a believer must continuously seek reassurance refreshment for his heart and for his belief in Christ Jesus through the Word of God you must continuously find reassurance rather than give up your give up yourself to the operation of doubt you should continuously find uh, reassurance for God and that is one reassurance for uh, your your soul and your spirit through and by the word of God. That is the first point we'll be making here. And 
so being able to find an expression for doubt from the mouth of Christ Jesus himself the statement if you can but then you would notice that the statement is just an expression made up of words and the Bible teaches that words are spirits so the statement if you can references the spiritual nature of doubt the place of uh, uncertainty the place where you are not longer sure you are no longer sure you know in the case of faith faith is being sure but now we've been able to find an expression for the uh, spiritual nature of doubt the spiritual nature of when a man is not sure as expressed by the statement if you can but we are not only interested in the spiritual nature of doubt we also want to know the physical nature of it how it appears to the eye what it looks like we are interested in knowing how the devil revealed himself to a man of faith and what about that revelation made that man of faith become almost immediately a man of doubt because you would find in the verse 24 of that chapter we read where the man said he says immediately the boy's father exclaimed i do believe help me overcome my unbelief so what is it about what, what the, the, the the how has the devil revealed himself to this man within this short period of time that has made his belief dissipate into unbelief for which he now seeks forgiveness and help for from jesus christ uh, so speaking of the physical appearance or physical manifestation of doubt uh, there is a very popular adage amongst us that says uh, the empty barrel makes the loudest noise so going by this adage we've come to know that when people feel the need to show you or to appear to you as though they were something it is an indication that they are actually nothing and because they know that they are nothing that is why they try to deceive you by a physical appearance or any sort of manifestation into thinking that they are actually something they are a force to be reckoned with I remember one time I think I was in secondary school I was gonna get in a fight with this guy I cannot beat him I cannot even fight him so I resorted into uh, demonstrating as though I was some very some sort of hard guy I found I found myself shouting at a distance at him if them born you were come here I will kill you I will break bottle for your head and all that but uh, I have never actually handled a bottle before I'm not even sure if I try to break it it will break but I was saying all these things and I, they were friends of mine holding me you know that scenario I was you know playing out like that so that he could back off he would leave me alone he would look at me the anger in my eyes and then begin to think that ah, it'd be like say this guy now one kind of guy true true 
But could I fight him? I knew from a distance that I could not defeat him. So and it actually worked. So we would you would find that that also was something that men learned from the devil. And we'll see how it plays out in today's lesson. So we we, we steal from that same um, um, Bible chapter we read. When you look at the verse 20, speaking of the appearance of doubt, the physical appearance of physical manifestation or demonstration of doubt. Look at the verse 20 says, When the demons saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Here we witness the physical demonstration of the devil that was used to try to intimidate our Lord Jesus Christ. When you read of the same um, account from, I think, Matthew, it says there that the demon threw the boy to the ground all the more violently, that is when the demon saw Jesus. So you could see the tactics that was used to defeat the disciples, the physical manifestation or demonstration that was used to bring your faith to a place of doubt. That is why I earlier stated that whether you see that is the in the case of a sick person, when you see that sickness is getting worse, that sickness, the, 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 the state of getting worse should not bring you to a place where you begin to question the credibility or the ability of God. Because that is the goal, that is the mission, that is the vision of that doubt, of that manifestation. And you could see the application here. So when you're looking at how doubt appears, it appears as something very powerful. It appears as something very intimidating. It appears as something very formidable. But one thing you must know, in the eye of faith, the more powerful doubt appears, the less powerful it is in the presence of faith. And at the end of this encounter, you would see that however violent the, the, the demon tried to manifest, it took only words from the mouth of Christ Jesus for the demon to get out. Uh, a believer must never allow themselves be intimidated by doubt. You must not pay attention to its demonstration or its manifestation, lest you be brought to a place of weakness where you are no longer allowed to perform your duty as a believer. However troubling or however life-threatening the demonstration of doubt might seem, maybe in the case of a worsening sickness or a troubling financial situation, you must not pay attention to how it is demonstrating. Uh, you, you take a lesson from the case of Peter when he attempted to walk on water. The Bible says he was walking on water, but when he began to look, when he began to, it says, when he saw the wind, he was afraid and he began to sink. So you must not pay attention to it. You, and by not paying attention to it, you would come to realize that that manifestation, however big or threatening it might seem, is only but just an empty barrel making a loud noise in the presence of your faith. Uh, and the last example I want to make here is we let's take an example from Goliath the the giant and let's read from first Samuel 
chapter 17. We'll begin the reading from verse 4 and then we'll stop at verse 7. Now listen to what it says. It says, A champion named Goliath was from Gath came out of the Philistine camp. He was over nine feet tall. Uh, Listen to how this man appears. I continue. Verse 5. He had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armor of bronze, weighing 5,000 shekels. On his legs, he wore bronze greaves and a bronze javelin was slung on his back. His spear, his spear shaft was like a weaver's rod and its iron points weighed 600 shekels. His shield bearer went ahead of him. Now, look at how this man appears. And When you go to the verse 35 of that same chapter, listen to what Saul told David about Goliath. This is uh, verse uh, verse 33. I beg your pardon. It says, Saul replied, You are not able to go out against this Philistine, that is Goliath, and fight him. You are only a boy. He has been a warrior since from his youth. You see, we, we are talking about the appearance of doubt and speaking of appearance. Just look at what we've just read about Goliath. Look at his physical appearance. Look at what was said concerning him by a king that he had been a warrior from his youth. And don't forget we had initially stated that the more life-threatening doubt might, uh, a situation might seem, the more rigorous its demonstration, the more violent it might seem, the the less powerful it is in the eye of faith. And taking an example out of Goliath, who would have thought that regardless of how big or how strong, how fearful this man appeared, who would have thought that you would not even require any weapon of war you would not require a soldier an arrow or a spear to bring out to bring down such a person it took a stone pebble to bring down this very big giant so this is a lesson for us as a christian or as believers we must not put our attention on how the enemy appears before us our confidence must be on the word of God, our assurance must be taken, must be taken from the word of God. And that's as far as this lesson would be going. We your questions are always welcome and your contributions as well. Thank you very much.